The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, Beth Moore explains that when God's hand is upon us, we can accomplish the impossible. I really do get it when people say, listen, our relationship with Christ, our Christianity is about being, not doing. I get it, that's beautiful, I like that, it certainly is, but I promise you, based on the name and authority of God's Word, He has some doing for your being. so much. We welcome you to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Wednesdays with Beth. Wednesdays in the Word. Beth Moore's teaching the mighty hand of God. And uh, you are going to be blessed. I want to I mention something here that uh, has been put together out of what Betty has shared in her own journey. And it's uh, called Free to Be Me, a 40-day devotional. It has here a picture that one of our granddaughters uh, painted. We actually have it in quite a painting at the house uh, that is celebrating our beautiful daughter's presence in heaven uh, because that's where she is. And she's very much alive. Betty shares out of her heart the journey and she shares her journey with the Lord. Also her story, uh, Free to Be Me, which so many people have longed to experience a freedom to just be who God made them to be and to become an overcomer in this life. And I think that this will be a tremendous blessing to you. We'll offering uh, these beautiful inspirational items to those of you who will simply help us literally give a cup of water in Jesus' name. I think you're going to be blessed by what Beth Moore says when she talks about the mighty hand of God. I am praying that we will be the mighty hands of God, the loving hands of God, and I think Beth will inspire you. Here is Beth Moore. Would you welcome her? to get our series started. What do Elijah, Jabez, David, Ezekiel, and the New Testament, very, very early church, as early as Acts chapter 11, have in common? Now, we know there would be faith in God, but what more specifically would all of those people in the scriptures have in common? The Word of God tells us that the hand of the Lord was with them or the hand of the Lord was upon them. Each one of them and each one of them were able to do exploits in His name that would have been impossible for human flesh and blood. You and I are going to be studying through the course of this series what it means to have the hand of God upon us. 
And I want to try to convince you that of all things you want to ask him for, you want to ask him for his hand to be with you, the hand of the Lord to be upon you. Listen to some of the kinds of things that we're enabled to do through the hand of the Lord being upon us. Elijah, for instance, had the hand of the Lord come upon him, walking through a valley, the father fell upon him, set his hand upon him. Elijah tucked his cloak and outran a chariot with King Ahab in it. That's what it can make you do. The hand of the Lord can make you run really fast. Anybody feeling really slow? Well, the, the hand of the Lord can make you really, really fast. We're also told, I love this portion of scripture, Ezekiel 8, 1 through 3. I'm going to read it to you. It says this, in the sixth year, in the sixth month, and on the fifth day of the month. Do you like that for a specific? This, somebody journaled, amen. Somebody was journaling. As I sat in my house with the elders of Judah sitting before me, the hand of the Lord God fell upon me there. Listen, I want to just be sitting in my house. Sitting in my house, knowing what we were about to study together, I began to ask him in my hotel room, Lord, the hand of the Lord, come upon me, come upon me, come upon me. It came upon him there, fell upon him. And it says in verse two, then I looked and behold a form that had the appearance of a man below what appeared to be his waist was fire. And above his waist was something like the appearance of brightness, like gleaming metal. Verse three, he put out the form of a hand and he, are you staying with me? Took me, does anybody know what's coming? By a lock of my hair and the spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and brought me in visions of God to Jerusalem. That's what the hand of the Lord can do. He can come grab you by the top of your hair and set you anywhere he wants to. Is that magnificent or what? Jabez, we, um, for many of us, are familiar with the prayer of Jabez because we have repeated it ourselves. Lord, enlarge my borders, enlarge my territory. Uh, we've, we've learned to pray that. But there is something else tucked in his request that I don't want you to miss in our presence series because it's of tremendous importance. Listen to 1 Chronicles 4.10. This time, listen for something besides just having our borders enlarged. It says, Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. God granted what he asked. He asked that the hand of the Lord would be with him. I want to try to convince you that this ought to become one of the foremost things on your tongue that you request from God. There will be, listen, you will not have a problem with your personal significance if the hand of the Lord is upon you. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It will be, I cannot tell you the empowerment it'll be to your life and will be to my life. Now, we know His Holy Spirit lives within us, but we're going to see what it means for His hand to be extended, to be with us, and to be upon us because this has become my recent obsession. I love Habakkuk 3.4. Listen to this verse and listen to it um, with your imagination as you picture it. It says this, His radiance, talking about God, His radiance is like the sunlight. He has rays flashing from his hand, and there is the hiding of his power. That's going to become important to us because to have his hand upon us, that right there is the home, the hiding 
of his power. All creation, we're told, is his handiwork. Specifically, when he came to create man in his image, he took his hands to the dust of the ground and he formed him out of his own palms. Very, very significant. So I began to look in scripture, hundreds of these occasions where the word hand comes up in reference to God. And so these are a few things I want to pitch out to you. Just stay with me here and try to picture all the, the various ways that God can use his hands in scripture. So I just jotted this down. The hand of the Lord selects, sanctifies, delivers, anoints, appoints, performs, extinguishes, lifts up, casts down, exposes, covers, creates, disintegrates, puts flesh on bones and commands on stone. The hand of God writes messages on Belshazzar's wall. It can also calm a raging squall. The same hand that parts the waters, releases the waters, and invites disciples to walk on waters. The hand of God draws faces and gives embraces. The hand of God births and bears, heals and shares. The hand of God shows and hides, humbles those who walk in pride. It thrills, it conceals, it points, it reveals. The hand of God breaks the bread and raises the dead. It put, puts angels to flight and devils to fright. Let mockers live where they might. We're in the hand of God, hell safe and tight. Anybody? <laughs> the hand of God can do anything, can do absolutely anything. And we're just going to get a little bit of a feel for that in our present series, what that means. And so we start here making a series of a couple of points together. Number one is this. There is nothing like the hand of God upon us. Nothing. I will prove that to you in the scriptures. There is nothing like having the hand of God upon us. There's no rival for it. There's no forgery for it. There's no substitute for it. Um, it has infinite and eternal meaning. But what we're going to try to do is narrow it down to something we can embrace and remember. So if you're taking notes, I want you to do this. I want you to write God's, G-O-D apostrophe S, hand, but I want you to do the H-A-N-D down. God's, H-A-N-D. God's, H-A-N-D, hand. So each one of those letters that make up the word hand can represent something for us that in a moment, if you'll memorize them with me, I've memorized them. It was a couple of months ago, God began to work this message in my heart. And since that time, when I tell him, let your hand be upon me, let your hand be upon me, all I have to do now is think up that acrostic and I can come up with four words that help me know what it means to have the hand of God upon me. And so the first one is on that H is holiness, holiness. When God's hand comes upon us, we are set apart. When I read to you out of Ezekiel a little bit earlier, you can see it perfectly. It happens with all of us, not by the, head, the hair of our head perhaps, but in the spirit. When God puts his spirit in us, when we are born again in Christ, literally he picks us up and sets us apart. We are made holy in him. That which is a crude or that which is carnal just in the sense of just flesh and blood of man becomes 
become sacred. The common is now uncommon. The ordinary has become extraordinary. We are set apart. We are not the same as the rest of the world. We are set apart in him. That is holiness. Once we get this straight, once we begin to experience life under the hand of God, with the hand of God on us, this will be what we want. Nothing else will satisfy you then because you want whatever it takes. And if it takes the fact that I need to be set apart, that that's something I need to set aside so I can walk over here. It is so important to me that the hand of God be upon me, that it is worth it to me to give up that stupid habit so that I can be like set apart in the holiness of God. So H is what? So A, you might have known this one was coming because we've got an H and an A and an N and a D. A is anointing, and you better believe the hand of God comes with an anointing. An anointing. I want to read this to you if you want to jot down the address. It's Psalm 89, 20, and 21. Psalm 89, 20, and 21. And it says this, I have found David, this is God speaking of David, I have found David my servant, with my holy oil I have anointed him. I love it because God is saying that with my holy oil I have anointed him so that my hand shall be established with him, my arm also shall strengthen him. The beauty of the hand of God is it always comes with the arm. (laughs) Amen? It's never just like cut off. You ain't getting no glove. When when the hand of God extends to you, you're getting the whole arm there extended with the hand. I love the picture of his hand being upon him with the oil of anointing because the oil works like the glue. What, What sticks the hand of God to the top of your head is the anointing, the anointing. You want it and I want it. So we've got God's hand. We've got our H. It stands for what? And we've got our A, it stands for what? And listen, you want an anointing. You want it. We have received it, but we want it to be our living reality. We want it to be upon us and evident about us. We want the Holy Spirit to overtake us with anointing. H-A-N-N is this name, name, and that is a good capital N, name, because it is the name of Jesus alone. And when God's hand is upon us, he puts his name upon us. He puts his holiness on us. He puts his anointing on us. He puts his name upon us. Jot down, if you're writing down addresses here, Acts 4, verse 30. Acts 4, verse 30. When that nascent church, those New Testament believers, in the very, very beginning, soon after the birth of the church in Acts 2, in Acts 4, verse 30, it says in a prayer, they're praying, God, you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Through the name, you stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and perform them through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So when he has his name upon us, it is not to give us a big name. See, this is the tricky part of so desiring an anointing, because if you are wanting an anointing so that people can be impressed with you, you may think nobody else is catching on to that, but God is reading the heart. Like he's on to that quickly. So we, I love that you can't bull God. I love because listen, I always had kind of the personality. I could bull people. I could. I could think of a way to say it or think of a way to manipulate it. One of the biggest, most powerful things God ever did in me was just like break the fake. 
Anybody know what I'm saying? Just get free me from my own fake self. I want to be the real thing. I want to be authentic in you, Lord. I want an anointing that brings glory to your name, not to my own name. Anybody? Because if we're after our own name, that hand is coming off the top of our head. He will not remove his spirit from within us, but his hand is coming off of our head. Here's the scary part. It might not come off the first five minutes, so we think we're getting away with it. And he doesn't mind sharing his name with me. I'm making a name for myself. I'm also giving his name some credit. Oh, no, he is into his own name. His own name and his own name alone. So we've got H-A-N-D. H starts for what? And then A? And then N? And then D. And D is very, very important because it's deeds. D-E-E-D-S. Deeds. If you want to know what it means to have the hand of God on you, uh, you're, you're set apart in holiness. You are anointed by him, and there's nothing on the planet that can replace the genuine anoint, anointing of God on your life. You've got his name on you, but you are also empowered to do mighty deeds. It empowers us to do stuff to do stuff. Listen, I want to say, I want to um, try to negotiate this terminology well so that nobody misunderstands. I really do get it when people say, listen, our relationship with Christ, our Christianity is about being, not doing. I get it. That's beautiful. I like that. It certainly is. But I promise you, based on the name and authority of God's word, he has some doing for your being. I, I'm, if it was, listen, if there was no doing to it, we would be home. Because if we were just going to like be, I'm just going to, I just want to be. I'm just going to, I'm going to be. I don't, have, I don't have to do anything. They can just, they can do all that. For, I'm going to be before the Lord. I'm going to be. He might as well take us home because we're going to sit and be. He said, you know what? I gave you work to do. And you know what? I gave you work to do you cannot do. Oh, oh, come on now, somebody. Because he gave us stuff to do we cannot do. You Listen, what he's called you to do, you are incapable of doing. Hallelujah. Because we have to have him. And when his hand is upon us, he enables us to do stuff we could not possibly do on our own. Mighty, mighty exploits. You were meant to be miraculous in what you were capable of doing. Boy, how powerful and what great truth. The things that God has commissioned us to do cannot be accomplished apart from the power of His Spirit. You know, when Jesus, Betty, who could do everything, said, it's necessary for me to leave, send another just like me to live in you, to divinely enable us to accomplish His will. That is the mighty hand of God to do the impossible. I want you to look in and, and see in the clearest fashion I know of, love working, love at work, love in action. And please understand this. What you see is the result of the love of God in someone like you. Now watch what it does. Watch it.
Oh boy, I, I, when I watch that, there are just so many memories and images that just fly up in my mind. I've, uh, I've seen so many areas where they were so weak that when we got the water to them, we didn't know if we would even be able to save them. Here's where we've been feeding, but they needed water. We've been giving them some clothes and we're feeding them at school, but they need fresh, clean water. And what I saw, Betty, you know, as the, as the little boys were getting their dirty water and then here comes this truck. And see, what you don't see that I see is that people like you paid for the truck. And you made it possible for those relief workers to be on the truck who knew what they were doing. And then you drive and begin to give people something they've never had, clean water. It's better than Christmas. It's better than an entertainment park. It's a chance at life. It really is, James. I don't think I've ever seen anyone more excited about a fresh drink of water. Those kids were splashing it in their face, and they were just having the best time. And we've been there, James, where they just dance around. Such celebration over clean water. Can you imagine? Well, it's because many of you have shared, and you've cared, and you've loved. And so now it makes it possible for us to drill those wells so that people that are just thirsty for clean water can have a drink. And those mothers that weep over their babies because they die, they don't have enough of water. And the water, the bad water, James, get, puts disease into their little bodies. This is hope for them, real hope. So thank you if you've been participating in that. You know, everybody wants a cure for Ebola and diseases, and my goodness, wouldn't we have wanted cancer to be cured when our daughter was fighting it? We got a perfect cure for what ails so many of them, and that's just clean water. And, and you, the viewers, have expressed what Betty and I expressed. We started praying, and a lot of you started praying that, and a lot of you seen your prayers answered. We said, God, every time we call for water wells, we want to drill one. And when we started, it was a stretch, but we just said, God, please let us do that. And it's been amazing how God has enabled us to do that to where sometimes we've been able to do more than one well. And, uh, you know, you've already commented, I want that picture. You know, we've given away these bronzes. We've got that beautiful Kincaid canvas that is just fabulous. And Betty said, I want one. Well, we're going to give a well. Here's what we're doing. Now, look, this is a devotional book that Betty has written, Free to Be Me. I mean, this, this is her journey, and a lot of it is the two of us together. We're sending this to those of you who will make any gift, and we're sending to those of you who will make a gift of $100 or more the beautiful His Word is Life coffee cups. These are the greatest coffee cups you will ever drink coffee out of. I'm telling you what, if Starbucks could get a hold of these, they might sell some coffee. I'm going to tell you something. This is, we've got them everywhere we ever go. We want to be sure we've got them. And we found out all our friends do, so our viewers said, could you give us some more? Well, yes, we can. And here's what we're asking you to do. Make the largest gift you can to help us drill these wells. Uh, you know, a gift of $48, 10 people water the rest of their life. 144, 30 people water the rest of their life. Could you drill a well? $4,800, that's the average cost. Our target is 500 more wells this year. Could you drill one of them? Could you drill several? I don't know what you can do. Hey, a lot of people say, I can give a part, 1,200, pray three people join you, or 2,400, pray one person joins you. We've got a well. Father, I just pray you'll lead everyone to share their part in your heart. In Jesus' name, would you dial the number, take your bank card, use it like a check, go online, lifetoday.org, and make the gift. We're going to send gifts to bless you, but you're going to, in essence, be given the greatest gift of all, life itself, 
and you're going to be giving it because of the love of God expressed through you. Thank you for making that call. Thank you for making that gift. We look forward to blessing you with the gifts that will inspire you. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice, drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease, or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 12 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, clean, disease-free water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, you'll receive the brand new Free To Be Me 40-Day Devotional where Betty shares the challenges, victories, and insights God gave her while struggling through fear and insecurity. You'll also receive Betty's book, Free To Be Me. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request Life's Inspirational Coffee Mug Set featuring encouraging quotes and scripture to brighten your mornings for years to come. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and request this beautifully framed canvas print of the Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You know, I am praying that uh, every one of you will help us drill a water well. This. You know, we've given bronzes for years that are such a blessing, but I think, and you know, Betty, you commented, you think it's as beautiful as anything. I want one. <laughs> well, you know, we're, we're going to have one. Well, we're going to get one uh, because we ask God to let us always give a well. And isn't this beautiful? Uh, it is a, a beautiful chapel. It is in the forest. And uh, I think you're going to appreciate it. Help us drill those water wells, will you? And you make the gift God puts on your heart and know you are putting love to work. Thank you so much. After her dream career fell apart, Kelly Mentor found her place serving God in one of the most dangerous and unlikely locations on the planet tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.